Section 6 of Harper's Young People, Volume 1, Issue 19, March 9, 1880. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Harper's Young People, Volume 1, Issue 19, March 9, 1880. A Little Girl's Impressions of Madeira by Katie C. York It was a beautiful clear day in October when I had my first view of Madeira. The high blue mountains, the green shores, and the white city of Funchal gleaming in the distance looked very lovely to us as we approached the island. About noon, we anchored at a little distance from the city, and swarms of rowboats came around the ship. Some of them were full of half-naked brown boys, and if we threw a piece of money into the beautiful blue water, they would dive down and catch it before it reached the bottom. Some of the other boats were full of men, who came on board, bringing fans, canary birds, parrots, feather flowers, basket work, filigree jewelry, and many other things to sell. We and some of the passengers got into a rowboat after a good deal of trouble, because there is always a heavy swell there, so one minute the boat was very high up, and the next very low down. When we had managed to get in, we rowed to the city. There were great waves dashing up on the shore, and four or five bare-legged men rushed into the water and drew the boat on land just as a wave came in. What was our surprise to see waiting for us, instead of a horse and carriage, a great sleigh drawn by bullocks. This is called a bullock car in English, and a carro in Portuguese. We got into one of them, with a great deal of laughter, and drove to the hotel. The driver walked by the side of the carro, and threw the end of a greasy rag first under one runner, and then under the other, to make it run more easily. When we arrived at the hotel, we found it was a great white building, with a lovely garden, which contained mango, guava, banana, custard apple, and many other trees. Among them was what was called the moon tree. It was covered with great white bell-like flowers and was very beautiful. There were a great many gorgeous flowers and curious plants that we do not have in this country. The garden was surrounded by a wall eight feet high, and there were some fish geraniums which reached the top of it. There was a little arch covered with the night-blooming cereus, and that evening, when the buds had opened, we went out to see them in the moonlight. There were beautiful white blossoms, as large as your head, and had a faint perfume. Next day, we took a hammock ride about the town and surrounding country. Each hammock was fitted out with a mattress, pillows, and canopy, and slung on a long pole carried by two men. We reclined lazily against the pillows, and enjoyed the ride very much. The men, when they went uphill, carried us feet downwards, but once they forgot and carried us feet upward, and as the hill was very steep, we felt as if we were standing on our heads. The houses of Funchal are low, and covered with white stucco, which looks very neat, but those of the poor have only one window without any glass and are very dark and dismal inside. The streets are narrow, and some of them very steep. We often passed gardens surrounded by high walls, 
over which hung lovely flowering vines. Out in the country there were lantanas, geraniums, and fuchsias, which seemed to be growing wild, and great cactus plants everywhere. Pencil Drawing Number One This beautiful and graceful art may be acquired by every girl and boy in the land who will take the necessary steps, and they are pleasant steps. A pretty drawing book, a nicely cut number two Faber's drawing pencil, a piece of black India rubber, some pieces of tissue paper to cover the drawings, unless the drawing book is furnished with tissue paper. These are the implements required. In this pencil drawing, which I now recommend, there are no lines, straight and slanting, repeated to utter weariness. This is an object drawing, and drawing from nature also, and the objects are inexhaustible, being the leaves which nature gives to every plant and tree. Drawings of leaves are beautiful when well done. The writer knew a young girl of 12 or 13 years who began with drawing simple, easy leaves and went on to more difficult ones season after season. Her drawing books were charming, and not this alone, for she acquired a fund of pleasant knowledge, which loses none of its delight as time goes on. She began with the leaves, picked from the house plants which her mother cultivated. As the spring came on, she sought the wild leaves in the wood. No one who has not tried it can judge of the interest felt in the beauty and wonderful variety in the growth and shapes of leaves. They seem endless, and when to these are added the leaves of forest trees, the enchanting maples, beeches, birches, and hosts of others, it may be imagined that young fingers may find ample employment in portraying these, to say nothing of the wild flowers which come on in the New England woods, the early anemones, hepatia, bloodroot, and all the flowery train as the season advances. This young girl learned to draw with great accuracy, and to this day, for it is years since she began, her ready pencil can sketch any object with ease and skill, the beginning of which was the effort to draw a leaf of smilax. I have a few simple outlines of leaves ready, but will reserve them for another time. End of section 6 Recording by Aaron Stone